0: This is the Be Mission podcast with Ben Greenbaum and Mark Elseser. In 2022, we spent an entire year looking at the life of Jesus from the four Gospels. This year, we are exploring the rest of the New Testament in what we are calling a chrono flow. We are following the chronology of the book of Acts, then veering off to the places, people, and topics addressed in the book of Acts. Have a special guest with us. Ben is away, and we have my daughter Joy. Hello, Joy everyone. Joy, you're, uh, you, you grew up with us, but you no longer live with us. Uh, what are you doing these days?
1: Yeah, that's correct. Yep. I'm down in sunny Florida, and it's probably around this time of year uh, a place that you might want to come and visit. You know, come on over. We're down by Clearwater Beach area, and um, I'm part of a vibrant church. It's called Harborside. Christian Church, and we're located in Safety Harbor, is this beautiful area with lots of warm hearts and lots of warm beaches.
0: January in Florida is not the same as January as you grew up in northern Indiana.
1: Yeah, a lot of people complain that we don't get all four seasons when they live in Florida, but actually we do. The autumn-fall season comes for a week in January. A week. Yeah, and then usually around February, we dip into the 40s and we get our winter
0: for how long for another week a or week. two yeah it's yeah.
1: perfect so yes we do indeed if you're craving some autumn or some fall just come on down um, and book a book a trip i'd love to see you at harborside and
0: pick the right week yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> well it's great and she's here with us in indiana right now in in the cold cold frigid weather so that's uh, always a, jo- a joy to have her home but i'm sure it's difficult as, because you've been gone you've been gone you've been living in florida for a decade
1: yeah, a little over, actually. I'm almost to 11 years, and yeah. before that, I was in North Carolina for two. So I've been out of Indiana 13 years, but of course, I come back frequently and love the people here.
0: Yeah, it's always a, an amazing thing to have you home. Mm. And she's the oldest of our four daughters. Lisa and I have four daughters, and we raised them. They still love each other and love to be together and spend time together when they can be together, because thousand miles apart is a long way. Joy's our oldest. Paige is our second oldest. She lives in Muncie, Indiana as a husband and a couple beautiful boys. And Beth is our third daughter. She lives in Indianapolis with her husband and two children, a little girl and a baby boy. And then we have Lynette, who also lives down in the same town as you.
1: Half a mile from me. We walk to each other's houses all the time and we both raise cute little puppies.
0: There you go. So we have some granddaughters that are in the mix. Don't forget as the well. granddaughters. Yeah, forget them. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna dive into this today, and I, I th- I'm really excited to have Joy here with us doing this because we're looking at Acts chapter two. This is our second week in this series this year. Acts chapter two, and in Acts chapter two, it's the birth of the church. Mm-hmm. It's the beginning of the of the church, and there's a a key figure who plays a part in this birth of the church. And it's mm-hmm. a man named Peter. Mm-hmm. Peter is an important person in the, the launch of the ministry. He's the, he's an important person really in the gospels that we looked at last year. Peter was, Peter was the man, wasn't mm-hmm. he?
1: A spitfire.
0: Yeah. He was all over it. And, but Peter had his downtimes too. Yeah, he sure did. There were times when he got in Jesus way and Jesus <laughs> said, he, he rebuked him mm-hmm. there were times when he was walking on the water then times when he he just sank down because <laughs> he lost his faith and there was also this moment at the end mm-hmm. of Jesus life uh, mm-hmm. take us through some of yeah. that with with Peter yeah. and his failure there at the mm-hmm. end of Jesus life
1: well i think deep down inside peter really loved jesus and he really was pro jesus he i think he believed in his core of cores. You remember that time when Jesus said, who do the people say I am? And Mm -hmm. Peter was quick to speak up and say, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. And then just a couple chapters later, we see that when Jesus has been crucified, almost, you know, arrested on trial, he's in his last final weeks. Peter is in front of this crowd of people. And they start to recognize him as someone who's been hanging around Jesus for the last three years. And you think that this man who was so quick to say Jesus is the son of God in front of this crowd would have taken that opportunity to show off a bit. He's the son of God. And yeah, I had the privilege to walk with him, but this fear of man just overtook him. And so what we see is that in these last few chapters in the book of John, Peter is just denying him this fear of man three accounts denial 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 i don't know this man of whom you speak
0: and he was pretty firm about it i mean he said i am not yes and he he called curses down on himself yes. I and mean, he was like really doubling down like yes. i don't know the man it was his low moment of his, his lowest life. yeah but and it wasn't the end was it
1: it wasn't and that's the beautiful thing because at the very end of john Jesus resurrects and reappears and he spends some quality time with Peter and he asks him, do you love me? And just as three denials went by, three opportunities to confirm his love for Jesus came and he took all three of them. So good job, Peter. Yes, I love you. Yes, I love you, Lord. Yes, I love you. This beautiful redemption. And so we have this man who denied him, this man who was redeemed and publicly professed him but now here's the deal: Whenever Peter and Jesus were alone, he was public about his love. But when he was in front of a crowd, well, that's fear of man. That's when he chose. So you have to wonder what will Peter say when he's in front of another crowd.
0: Okay, so he has the opportunity here in the book of Acts, chapter two, yes, to be in front of a crowd. Yep. And if you're following along, turn to Acts chapter two because there's a a lot we can glean from it. And I want to skip down for a moment to. Acts chapter two verse five. Yeah, because this represents the people who were there, and they were from everywhere. The, these places I'm going to name here are from northern Africa. Mm-hmm. They're from southern Europe. They're from Western Asia. They're they're from all over the place, really. And they speak many multiple languages. They're they're Jewish people who, who lived in these these various places around the world who were coming back for the Jewish celebration of Pentecost. And it says in Acts 2 verse 5, now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. Wow. And let me skip down to who they were. They were people, they were Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, parts of Libya, near Cyrene, visitors from Rome. Cretans, Arabs. I mean, these are people from all over the map.
1: A massive crowd. <laughs> and
0: so Jesus, Jesus had told them that they were going to take the gospel to the world and here they are Yep. in this moment. Now, now Peter's here. He, You just said he had this fear when one-on-one he was confronted in front of a fire or with just a handful of people around. Do you know me? I don't know the man. Mm-hmm. And now it's... It's 50 days later, 40 days after the resurrection is when the Ascension took place. 10 days later is Pentecost. So it's 50 days after the resurrection, 52 or three days after he denied Jesus. Mm-hmm. Not very long, if you think about it. I mean, how many times do we let something linger in our lives for a couple of months? Oh, yeah. So it only been a short period of time. And here are all these people, just a throng of people there in Jerusalem, in the same city, by the way, where Jesus was crucified. And he has his moment. I mean, what's going on through his mind? What do you think?
1: Oh, yeah. I think in this moment, he if we were to guess the old Peter and the old fear and just, I, I feel like he's going to deny him again. That's what you would almost think. Because <laughs> he tends to privately with Jesus confess that he's the son of God, but publicly in front of man tends to always kind of take the agreeable route. The what does the crowd think of me? thinking about what everybody else is going to think and everyone else is going to say. And you'd think in this moment in front of this nation filled place that he would take a public denial of him or maybe hide in the background, but we see just the opposite.
0: Yeah. Let's take a look at that opposite. That's a good point. So I'm going to back it up now to verse one. We're in Acts chapter two, verse one. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Mm Mm-hmm. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven mm-hmm. and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. All right.
1: I love this symbol of fire here. Yeah. It, it takes me straight back to Exodus. Exodus when they were led by a pillar of fire. And so that's just such a reminder, a picture that the spirit of God is, is with them. I also love this fire because in one of the prophets in the Old Testament, it's describing the throne of God. And it says that it's encircled with this light and this fire. And I almost feel like if we were to personify the father, son, and spirit for just a moment and separate them, though they are one, it's almost like God is like, all right, Holy Spirit, this is your moment. Are you ready? And he's just lit up with the holy fire and he's like thrown down and he lands and he he's just blazing with fire. He courses through this tiny veil between heaven and earth and he lands and he lands upon their heads. <laughs> and this pillar of fire just enters into the room and it's like all of a sudden God is just
0: showing off straight from the throne room onto the people. It's amazing. It had to overwhelm them.
1: Oh, yeah. It they- says they were overwhelmed.
0: And they they these guys who were a ragtag group of people remember from our study last year i mean they were they were fishermen they were tax collectors they they were zealots they they were all these different people that had just been living a their own life doing mm-hmm. their own thing and now they have the spirit of god mm-hmm. overwhelming them mm-hmm. filling them and they began to speak in other tongues in other languages yep that's Pretty an am- cool. amazing scene. Yeah, that and the gave wind. courage, didn't it? For them yeah. to
1: notice the wind. I mean, from Florida, we notice wind, hurricanes, right? And when the wind is coming fast, you hear it. Up here, tornadoes, right? You hear the wind. The wind is not this gentle thing. So for them to notice that there's this fire, which in itself is just incredible. Now, do you hear the wind? I mean, this was probably like an earthquake or like a hurricane. It was probably like a natural disaster in their room. <laughs> Pretty awe,
0: <And>, <laughs> amazing. They were, they were in a house. I mean, we, we missed this sometimes. Right. They were sitting Up in, in a house and they felt this. Correct. I mean, it was blowing in Correct. through the open windows or whatever. It, yeah. it was blowing and they experienced the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in that moment.
1: Totally. But in verse three, here's the word I love. And divided tongues of fire appeared and it rested. So in the middle of this thought of like, you're in this upper room, here comes fire, here comes wind here. Maybe that maybe it shook an earthquake and then they choose the word rested. <laughs> wow, Doesn't seem like it fits, but that is so God, he's just mighty and he's powerful and he shakes up the room, but it's all from a place of rest. I love that. And you know, the spirit rested, he hovered over the water. So it's what he does. He he comes in with this. whew. But then he just rests upon you, and he leads you with this perfect,
0: inexplicable peace—amazing peace. Amazing piece. In that, in that moment, they—they they are now with the complete presence of the Holy Spirit, yep. And they're in the midst of this crowd we just described, yep. So there's, there's the tension moment, right? Mm-hmm. There's the moment at which all of them—the mm-hmm. the eleven disciples—and there were 120 believers. We know that, yep. Like all of them could have turned, turned away. This is the moment when Peter in particular, who was tapped by Jesus to be the leader, the rock That's right. is his name, that he could have just said, like he did before, I, I don't know the man. He's confronted with this, this tension in his life between, I have the presence of the Holy Spirit in me, but I've got the presence of this hostile crowd That's in front it. of me.
1: Yes. A devotion to God. What's
0: happening in his mind? What do you think? Amidst
1: fear of men. Yeah. And I just think we all can relate when you're passionate and you know the ways of God, but you just got this fear of men just right over you. And so thankfully we are not disappointed in Peter. He stands up courageously and begins to deliver his finest sermon and begins to, with the Holy Spirit speak life and truth and who God is and who Jesus is and begins to transform publicly the thought on who Jesus Christ is.
0: And these these guys, as they're they're speaking in these other languages, it says down in verse 11, they're declaring the wonders of God Mm -hmm. in the languages of all of these people gathered from the nations around them. Mm -hmm. These Jewish guys, they didn't know how to speak Arabic. I mean, Probably well, I you mean, know they they probably knew some Greek, but the, they didn't have they
1: translating did, apps. Did, <laughs> they
0: didn't have it. You <laughs> no. know they, they don't have. They didn't have it on their iPhone. Nope. <laughs> so, so like, no wonder the crowd it says they were amazed and perplexed. Verse twelve. Yep. Asking what it means, and others said just made fun of them. Just, yeah. just Like these dudes are drunk. Now that's weird because they're the ones hearing them proclaim things in their foreign language. And they're calling the other guy drunk. I know. It's kind of a, a weird deal going well, on there. And they
1: say, they're filled with new wine. That's what, that's my translation. They're filled with new wine. It's like their um, mockery was actually prophetic.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> they that, like, tried
1: to throw something sarcastic at them. But yeah, we are filled with new well, wine. New, yeah, that's really good. <laughs> I, haven't, I don't think I've
0: ever thought about that. That's Joke's good. on you. So there's the moment, right? Peter mm-hmm. has to figure out what he's going to do with this this moment. He's standing there in Jerusalem. There's there are people all around him. The last time this happened a couple of months earlier, mm-hmm. Jesus was standing there. There mm-hmm. were people all around. They shouted, "Crucify him!" Mm-hmm. In his mind, he had to know that could be the result of this this moment. The crowd could turn on me. The religious establishment could turn on me. Everyone could could go after me, and this could be it. This could be my My final, final words before I too end up in the same spot that Jesus ends up and he goes for it.
1: He goes for it. So what's the difference? What, what took him from coward to courageous? Hmm. What took him from only inward confession of Jesus Christ to an outward speech? Shouting says he's shouting.
0: Do Do you think it was? had more to do with the redemption, the redemptive words Jesus spoke in John 21 that you you talked about when Jesus said, do you love me? Feed my lambs. Mm. I trust you. You're Mm -hmm. going to be the shepherd of my people. Or do you think it had more to do with the Holy spirit Mm -hmm. descending upon them as we've just described?
1: I'm going to say yes. And so Jesus is always saying, I'm the good shepherd. My sheep know my voice. So when you hear Jesus's voice, tell you something and confirm it and confirm it again, there's this inward, I know. So then when you get to the crowd or you get to the tension or you get to the fear of man or you get to the public or you get to the fill in the blank, you have this internal, I know the voice of Jesus. I know what he said, but then it's that Holy Spirit filling, resting that empowers him to courageously physically, spiritually, and emotionally speak the truth. And I think we need both. I think if you're filled with the spirit, but you don't know the voice of Jesus, you're just gonna wildly speak. (laughs) You'll have passion, you'll have courage, but you won't be grounded in what he said. If you know what he said, but you don't have the spirit, you'll inside know, but you'll quietly be, well, on the outside, quiet. And things will happen, you won't stand up for it.
0: It's it's no secret that Christianity is on the decline in America. There are less people attending church and even professing Christianity as their religion than there were a decade ago or a few decades ago especially. Yet there are no shortage of churches. Oh no. Everywhere we go there are Christian churches. You see them all over the place in the United States and in those churches, there are people. Mm-hmm. What is it? What is it? How does that work? I mean, like here we are in this moment when we too are confronted with the crowds around us and the culture around us and the unpopular position or view viewpoint around us. And we have everything. We have the same thing Peter had, right? We have That's at, at our access, everything. Mm-hmm. What do we need to do to press into that?
1: Yeah. We need to learn his voice and how to do that is spending time in his words. So you can start to hear what he might say and learn his tone. We need to spend time with Jesus. I, I like to say in the secret place, we wrote a whole album called the secret place, a musical album just because we wanted to emphasize the time spent, but we need to learn the voice of Jesus. And that happens in the quiet times. If you constantly have something on in the background, you'll, you'll not quite ever learn his voice. And so we have to learn his voice, but then we must be filled with the Holy Spirit. And if I was back home, I, I know my friend would come up. She's so great. She would come up to me and say, I love what you said. Tell me the how. <laughs> how do I become filled with the Holy Spirit? And there's many ways to this. God is not a formula God, but one is simple. Um, baptism. It says, as you're baptized, that you'll receive the Holy Mm. Spirit. One is just to ask, to ask. He gives us good gifts. He wouldn't give us, you know, if we ask for the Holy Spirit, he's not going to give us a rock or a poisonous snake or a joke or a magic trick. He's good when you ask him. So be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, receive the Holy Spirit. Also ask your good father for the gift of the Holy Spirit. I ultimately think that's what he wanted to give us through Jesus you know, and um just receive him. If someone you know is filled with the Holy Spirit, have them lay hands upon you and ask for them to impart the Holy Spirit to you and to help you pray, etc. There's so many more ways to receive the Holy Spirit, but know his voice and receive the Holy Spirit.
0: You have your Bible open there and you have uh, a lot of notes in it and and some A list that you've compiled. Tell me about that. I
1: do. So, by this chapter, because the Holy Spirit is so emphasized in this chapter, uh, I have a list of, I think it's 30. You can count and correct me in the comments if I'm wrong, but I think it's 30. And it's a list of names that the Holy Spirit uses or is referred to throughout the entire Bible. You know, Jesus has multiple the Good Shepherd, the Prophet, the Teacher, the Healer. Emmanuel, mm. um, the Holy Spirit has about thirty different names that He uses, and you'll see some of them more in the Old Testament, some of them more in the New Testament. But can I share
0: this list? Yeah, um, I'm going to ask this question and and put you on the spot. We'll, we'll see if it works. <laughs> um, would it be? Is there a possible way that we could play one of your songs from the Secret Place? Sure. For this. Podcast, yeah, as uh, you're reading that, and then just take this list, sure, listen to the song, and let this podcast just go to a place yeah. of meditation and worship.
1: That's awesome, we can totally do that. Um, we have some instrumental songs on the track for this very purpose. Okay. And
0: the, tell, uh, the, I said your songs, who, who's the group?
1: Sure, yeah, we're a group called Harside Music, and we write. Songs for the church, um, for the secret place, which is your alone time with God, to really press into the voice and the word of God and the Holy Spirit, what he's saying and doing and how he's moving. And then one called the meeting place, and that's really for the congregation to sing together and for your car rides with your children and your day to day with your family and your YouTube playlist, all the things that you might need when you're with people. So yeah, we can grab something from the, the secret place and play it in the background.
0: Let's let's just end this a little differently, with um, some of that music sure. and you reading this, and just let it fade into a time of worship for all of us who are listening.
1: Sure. So yeah, go ahead and just find a quiet place. If you're um, driving, maybe just pull over if you need to, or just silence your heart. If you're at home and you're resting, maybe close your eyes and just open your heart. You know, Jesus is always telling us our hearts have to be open, good soil. So open your heart and receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of God, Eternal Spirit, the Helper, the Comforter, the Holy One, the Lord. The Spirit of Truth. The Spirit of Christ. The Spirit of Jesus. The Spirit of Counsel, Knowledge, Might, and Understanding. The Spirit of Wisdom. The Spirit of the Fear of the Lord. The Spirit of Your Father. The Spirit of Glory and the Spirit of Grace. The spirit of judgment, the spirit of burning, yet the spirit of life and the spirit of love. The spirit of power, the spirit of sound mind, spirit of prophecy, the spirit of revelation, the spirit of holiness, and the spirit of the Holy God. So Holy Spirit, we just invite you into this space, We welcome you, we receive you, and we ask that you would come and rest upon us, upon our heads like tongues of fire in Acts 2, inside of our hearts, in our dwelling places, in our homes. Holy Spirit, on behalf of our children, we ask that you would encounter and rest upon them. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into our communities and into our churches. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to take any part of our coward life and turn us into courageous. Holy Spirit, we welcome your wisdom and your revelation. We welcome your holiness. Make us pure, take us through the fire Burn away the chaff, and all that will remain will be gold. Holy Spirit, we welcome your fire and your wind and your new wine. We welcome the peace of the dove. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're moving like water. We let your water rush over us today. We invite you, Holy Spirit. Into the places of sickness and illness. For Jehovah Rapha has sent you, Holy Spirit, to manifest the healings inside of us. So we welcome that healing right now. We thank you, Spirit of Jesus, that you are leading us to the Father, that you're making us one with the Son and one with the Father. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to prepare us for that wedding feast to clothe us in righteousness we welcome you holy spirit we want all that you have to offer every gift that you make possible we ask for it every part of you every fruit of you every manifestation of you everything that you would want to give us and pour out we receive it like an open jar like a clay jar open we receive whatever you would pour out we honor you, Jesus. We honor you, God. We honor you, Holy Spirit. And we live all our days, life laid down, radical for you, courageous for Jesus, by you, Holy Spirit. Amen.